Hello and welcome to A Very Vintage English Murder, a podcast all about vintage murders in England. This week's episode is all about the scent notes poisoner. On the 7th of January 1898, Annie Holmes received a parcel in the post from her cousin Walter Horsford. After receiving the parcel, Annie went to bed, but an hour later her daughter heard her screaming. She ran into her mother's room and found her mother in agony on her bed. A doctor was called, but Annie sadly died a few minutes after he arrived. Medical evidence pointed to Annie having been poisoned by stricinine. Stricinine is a highly toxic, colourless, bitter, crystalline alkaloid that is used as a pesticide. If inhaled, swallowed or absorbed through the eyes or mouth, it can cause muscular convulsions and death through asphyxia. Though not used medically now, in the past, stricinine was used in small doses to strengthen muscle contractions and as a performance-enhancing drug. The police searched Annie's bedroom and they found two packets in there. One contained 30 grains of stricinine with the words, one dose, take as told, written on it, and the other packet was empty with the words, take in a little water, it is quite harmless, written on it. The police questioned Walter and he denied that he had sent Annie the parcel. He also said that he hadn't seen Annie since she had left him in October 1897. Walter was arrested on the 10th of January. His trial started on the 2nd of June. Walter was tried at the Huntingdon Assizes. At the trial, the prosecution presented evidence that showed that the handwriting on the stricinine packet matched impressions that were on a blotter on a desk in Walter's home. On the 28th of December 1897, Walter had also purchased stricinine from a local chemist and had signed his name in the poison register. The chemist that sold Walter the poison, Mr Payne, told the court that Walter had brought 90 grams of stricinine telling him that he was going to use it to kill rats. Annie's daughter also gave evidence at the trial. She told of how on the 7th of January her mother had gone to bed with a glass of water. She had looked in on her mother a little bit later and she noticed the glass was almost empty. Her mother then began to show signs of poisoning and she went to get help. But why would Walter want to kill his cousin? Walter and Annie, who was a widow with three children, had actually been in an intimate relationship. But in October 1897, Walter had married another of his cousins, Bessie Mash. Annie had left Walter shortly after this and moved into an inn in St Notes, Cambridgeshire. She had then written to him in December, telling Walter that she was pregnant. After Annie had told him she was pregnant, Walter wrote her a letter saying, Dear Annie, we'll come over on Friday to see if we can come to an arrangement of some sort or another, but you must remember that I paid you for what I had done. I gave you half a crown and so if I thought well not to give you anything, you could not get it. But I still don't want the talk and to hear it was by me that you so are. After all the evidence had been given, the jury did not retire to consider their verdict, but immediately gave a guilty verdict after the judges summing up. Walter was sentenced to death and he was executed on the 28th of June at Cambridge Prison. Walter Horsford was the first person to be executed in Cambridge following the end of public executions in 1868, so a dedicated building was constructed for his hanging. A large crowd gathered outside the prison to see the black flag raised, symbolising his death. Now, the police actually suspect Walter of committing three other murders. The first was his former fiancée, Fanny James. 
Fanny died in 1890. She died just after she had told Walter that she was pregnant and had received a letter from Walter. Fanny's family say that her symptoms were consistent with strychnine poisoning, but at the inquest into her death, it was recorded that Fanny had died from eating a hearty meal. The second death the police thought Walter was involved in was that of a girl from Peterborough that Walter had been intimate with. Like Annie and Fanny, she died after receiving a letter from Walter. The third death was of a male relative of Walter's first fiancée, Fanny. This man was one of the group of men who had been working on Walter's farm threading wheat. At the end of the day, Walter had given all the men a mug of beer, but he had taken Fanny's relative to the side and given him an extra quart. Later that night, the man had died in agony. The inquest recorder, without even seeing the body, recorded that he had died of sunstroke. Thank you very much for listening to A Very Vintage English Murder. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you join us again next week.